0: Welcome to The Money Spot, the show where we answer your money questions. I'm your host, Heather Katonga-Woodward, and this week's question comes from Denise. Hi, Heather. My name is Denise. I want to earn extra income. However, I work as a nurse in the NHS, which takes up my time. Do you have any suggestions on any investments that can make money? I'm also interested in the stock market, but don't know where to start. I'm interested in both generating extra monthly cash flow now and increasing the amount of money I have in retirement. Thanks for this question, Denise. I love it because I have two nurses in my immediate family. My mother-in-law was a nurse for a very long time, and my cousin is still one now. And in my wider family, I've got other nurses. So I basically had a few people to ask for what they think about my options. First, let's tackle how to boost your current income. The how can I make a little extra cash now question is one that I've asked myself quite recently because I wanted to put extra cash into our household ices and I had to come up with an effective strategy of boosting the income quite quickly. And there are a few options you can do to boost your money right now. You can either work a few more shifts every month Or look for higher paid jobs. That's option one. Two, you can do some extra work in another field. Three, you can invest in or produce products that make cash. Four, you could teach. Five, you could invest in property. And now we'll discuss each option in turn. The first option is the one that I actually went for because my husband's a doctor. So he could work a few extra shifts. Without you know having to wait a long time before he does the extra shifts. Now I talked to my mother-in-law about this, and she says this is not a great idea because being a nurse is hard work enough as it is. I agree that it is very demanding work, but one of the great features of working at the front line of medical services is that you can actually make more money by working more hours, even temporarily. Some jobs just Don't offer opportunities to earn more by working more. You're paid a fixed annual salary and that's it. No overtime. Overtime either goes uncompensated or is compensated as time back in lieu. You can sign up to a locum agency and do the same type of work for higher pay on your free days. And if you want to really juice up your income, you can even look at things like working a four-day week in your regular NHS job. Uh, Your NHS pension would therefore be lower, but you'd work for, for a locum agency on the fifth day. And the advantage with this strategy is that you'll boost your income without working more hours because the hourly rate is higher as a locum nurse. If the extra income is invested wisely, it could more than make up for the lower NHS pension that you're going to get when you retire. Also, keep your eyes open for higher paying promotions And there may be more out there than you think. Two, do some extra work in another field if you want to boost your income now. If you have another skill that you can monetize, you can look into doing extra work in that field instead. And the advantage of that is that it kind of adds some variety to your life and some people might enjoy that kind of variety. So ask yourself, what other skills do I have? I'll give you an example from my own life. In my early 20s, when I worked in banking, the bonuses were not good one year, and bonuses are something people who work in banking kind of rely on, and to make some extra money, I slipped flyers into doors offering massages for women only, at my house for something like £25 per half hour, and I had someone, a couple of people, sign up on the very first day. I had done a course in therapeutic massage at the London College of Massage for fun, and when I needed it, that skill helped me boost my income. I didn't do it for long, but it really showed me that if I want to earn more money, I could monetize other skills in my free time. There are some things you can do that don't even need a new skill, like babysitting. You could sign up at childcare.co.uk or sitters.co.uk or any other new babysitting site that comes up. And your credentials as a nurse are would be very attractive to people that need a babysitter for nights out or weekends. You haven't said whether or not you have childcare responsibilities of your own, so I don't know if this is a possibility for you. If you have skills that you can monetize online, then list yourself on a freelance website like Upwork or Fiverr. There is a wide range of professionals out there that are hired on these sites, I myself have used these sites to buy all manner of things, including artwork, copy editing services, and even voiceovers. Imagine that. All you'd need as a voiceover artist is a microphone that records your voice clearly. Some people make serious money side gigging on these freelance sites. These are the first two options, and they're not completely aligned with your question as you ask for investments that you can make but I decided to add them to give a fuller answer in terms of how you can boost your income now. Three is you can invest in or produce products that make cash. Investing is something that necessarily involves parting with money in the hope that you'll earn even more money. You haven't said how much money you have to invest, so here are a few options that will cost different amounts to start off. Can you make something that people would be interested in buying that you can sell on, say, Etsy, eBay, Amazon, Facebook marketplaces, and whatever new marketplaces are cropping up? Make a few samples of what you want to sell and list it on all of these sites, because different sites attract different types of customers. I myself run a product business for almost six years, and mostly I sold on Amazon And I did test Amazon and eBay before I realized that my type of product was selling best on Amazon. So I just stuck to that site. So I would recommend if you're going to test things out, you do as follows. One, try several marketplaces to see where your product sells best. In my experience, eBay and Amazon seem to attract really different types of people and I haven't tried any other marketplace, so I can't speak about them. I personally went for Amazon in the U.S., not even in the U.K., and I sent products to Amazon from the U.K. or straight from China so that they could fulfill them for me, and they would get the customer faster than if I was sending from the U.K. And American people love to get things quickly, so I knew I'd get negative reviews if I was trying to fulfill myself from the U.K. So that's an idea you maybe haven't thought of. Two, I've actually got a course on Udemy on how to start, start a product-based business. And well, it's sometimes set for free. So if you don't want to buy it, keep your eyes out for times when I'll have a free promotion and you can have a go through that course or look for other product or sort of videos on how to start a product-based business and you'll learn a lot. Three, don't produce too much before you see how well the product sells. You don't want to land yourself with a house full of stock that you can't sell. Four, avoid buying expensive machinery before you've even seen the evidence that your business has potential to make a decent return for you. So when I first started making a product, I almost went to the extent of buying a machine from China so I could make my own range of oils. And I couldn't get a hold of the supplier of the machine. But by the end of the weekend, I was like, what am I doing I don't want to make this product myself. I want to create the product uh, in terms of coming up with the formula, but I'd rather someone else made it and Amazon sold it. So in the end, I didn't buy the machine and I'd say, get someone else to make the product for you and investing in heavy or expensive equipment can be something you do well into the future. I would never discourage anyone from starting a business, but having experienced it, I would tell you that it is very hard work. It involves a lot of long hours and nothing is nothing like as glamorous as our culture makes being an entrepreneur sound. A business could consume absolutely every free moment you have, evenings, weekends, and all that time might not even produce a profit. Investing in a business comes with a lot of risk. Stats vary, but depending on the source, it's anything from 80 to 90% of businesses that fail in under three years. Option four is teaching. You could make money teaching something online. You could create a course and list it on sites like Udemy, Teachable, or any other similar site. If you just Google what platforms can I use to teach, you'll get lots of information. This would take some time to produce well, in the first instance, then you'd need to spend some money on marketing your course but you could keep the costs very low, so it's not too risky. Alternatively, if you want to teach a GCSE or A-level subject or even a university course level, you can sign up to places like Tutorful. It used to be known as Tutora, and they have a whole groups of people coming up and looking for people that can teach them various things from maths to economics. Five is you can invest in property and boost your income now, depending on how much you can put down. If you have enough for at least a 25% deposit, then it may be worth looking into property investing. I've also got a property investing course on Udemy, but there are lots of others there. Mine is actually the best sold course that's specific to the UK. It's for complete beginners. So if you're not a beginner, look for other courses. And you have to keep in mind that because interest costs on buy-to-let property aren't fully tax deductible anymore, this means that you can't subtract the interest that you're paying on your mortgage from the rent you receive before calculating your tax bill. This is how it used to be. But now there's a sort of intricate formula that means you're not completely getting all your interest taken off before the tax is calculated. So, Property is not as attractive an investment as it used to be, but you can find opportunities. If you can buy a place with cash, for example, or if the property produces a high enough profit to clear the mortgage within a quick amount of time, personally, I would target 10 to 15 years, then it could be worth doing. Overall, the option you go for will depend on your risk tolerance and the amount of cash that you have to invest. If you're relatively risk-averse, so you don't like risk, and if you don't have cash to invest, then working more to earn more will be more attractive. If you can tolerate some risk, and if you do have some spare cash saved up, then investing in property will provide you with a medium level of risk, while investing in a business will be the high-risk option. These are all the options I've been through five, on boosting income now. Work now by working more hours, do some extra work in another field, invest in some products that you can sell, teach, or invest in property. Now, if we're looking to boost retirement income or future income, then I have two main options for you. One, you can invest in property, which we've just talked about. And two, you can invest in the stock market, and of course, you can do a bit of both. The stock market provides a good return over long periods of time. Most investment advisors would suggest an investment horizon of five years or more. Putting money into the stock market in the hopes of a good return in a year or less is gambling. That is not investing. That's why I didn't offer it as an option when we we're thinking through how to boost income now. The most tax-efficient options for investing in the stock market by investing through what's known as an ISA or a SIP. An ISA is an individual savings account and a SIP is a self-invested pension plan. It's a type of personal pension. If you invest the money through a SIP, then you won't have access to that money until you're between 55 and 58 years old. The exact age will depend on your age now and it's been set that you can take money out of a SIP from 10 years before the actual state retirement age at any point in time. The SIP is a good option because for every £100 you put in, HMRC, the tax collector, pays back 25% of your tax and the saving is automatic, like completely automatic. It's claimed by the SIP provider and it's actually shown in your investment account and you can choose how this tax you've got back is invested in exactly the same way you can choose how the money you've put in yourself can be invested. The maximum you can put into a pension every year is £40,000 or the equivalent of your salary, whichever is lower. So for example, if you earn £30,000 a year, you can't put in more than £30,000 into your pension without getting a tax charge. If you earn more than £40,000 a year, and if you haven't reached the lifetime maximum allowance, which is the maximum you can put into a pension without getting tax penalties, and it's set at about a million right now. It's almost 1.1 million. You can put up to 40,000 into your pension without getting the tax charge. So what's the difference in the return that you'll get if you put your money in a SIP versus an ISA? I will put a link to a blog in the show notes, but just to give you a rough idea, if you put 100 pounds per month into a SIP, In 10 years' time, if you get a return of about 7%, you'd have 22,000 in your SIP. And in an ISA, you'd only have 17,000. You can double this. So if you were putting 200 pounds per month, then it would be 44,000 if you're in the SIP. And it would only be 34,000, like a 10K difference over 10 years. And obviously, the more you put into that account, the wider the difference will be between putting money in the SIP where you get tax back versus the ISA where you are essentially putting after-tax income. But the advantage of the ISA is that all the returns in the ISA are completely tax-free when you get them. So any dividends, any capital growth, that's all tax-free. Whereas in the SIP, when you're retired, if you have other income sources, this SIP money will be added to your total income and it will be taxed as regular income. But for people who aren't in very high paying jobs, the SIP is an awesome option. And whenever I I chat through with friends or family about how they should invest, I very frequently suggest the SIP. I hope you found this useful and that you will consider doing one of these things. Let's just go through the things that we've said are an option for you to boost your income either now or in the future. One, work more shifts now or get a higher paying job. Two, do extra work in another field. Three, invest in or produce products that will make you some cash. So profitable products. Four, teach. Five, invest in property. And six, invest in the stock market enjoy thanks for listening if you want to ask me a question read my blogs or support this show in any way please type themoneyspot.co.uk into your address bar and you'll be redirected to my personal website